often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 499. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht. Once again, recording in the Slapbox penthouse. One week away from the 500th episode and 10-year anniversary as St. Pat's will be 10 years of doing this shit. A decade, a full decade of slap. Maybe I'll have to, like, think about next week. Like, maybe, you know, I don't know. Reminisce about the show a little bit. I might have to listen to an old show or two. Probably won't, but, you know, maybe. I, I got some, like, I got some clips I kind of cut up from before. I could, you know, just maybe listen to some clips. Pull up some old Fiener, you know, the late, great Fiener. Go down that road. Go back to the Danny. We haven't had Danny on forever. That party we had back when we had the Slapbox Bunker. Back when I had guests on, you know? When it was more than just me, a microphone, and sometimes Agent Mulder there, the cat in the background. feel like he's going to attack me any moment now. Ugh. No, I thought for sure as soon as I said that, yeah, you'd appear in the, like, Candyman. Maybe I just hadn't said his name enough. I can say it three times into a mirror, or like Beetlejuice style, you know. I don't remember. Was Candyman three times? I'm not sure. I'd have to Google that, but I'm not going to bother a Google search on that. That's too much work for Candyman. <laughs> Obviously, Beetlejuice. That was three times. Beetlejuice. 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 That's how. That's how you uh, summon the man, Mr. Michael Keaton. Let me see Michael Keaton. Ah. Wonder, wonder how the guys from Lie are doing. I don't, I don't know that they're a band anymore. But that used to be the the Lie band. Those guys were uh, fun. We only actually had them on like one episode that I I really recall. But we went to uh, like a couple of their shows, if I remember correctly, and uh, they were uh, they were fun guys. And we used to always say the, the show is uh, sponsored by uh, Lie band <laughs> or a proud sponsor of the Lie band. I don't remember how we said that. I don't know. That was a long time ago. That was when, like, the first year of the show. That was when, like, it was, like, crazy stuff, you know. Like, uh, everything was brand new. We were nervous doing it. Had to down some alcohol to be able to talk in the microphone. Had I just done it by myself, maybe it would have been a different story. <laughs> Although, I don't know. I felt weird for a long time speaking into a microphone with other people or just by myself. It's not a natural thing. Not a natural thing. I mean, it feels natural to me now. But uh, not saying I'm an all-pro or anything or that I've ever made a whole lot of money doing this, but I'm, I'm, I don't feel nervous at all. Maybe it's because of the fact that I don't have, like, thousands of hundreds of thousands of listeners. Only, like, a hundred people or so listen to it a month. <laughs> uh, I, you know, there are probably a hundred really cool people, though. Really cool people. I know some of them. Some good friends and stuff, which I'm always surprised when I hear somebody's like listens to him a lot. I'm like, oh, hey, oh, <laughs> like I, I, I almost no, don't know what to say. Like, uh, sorry, 
I I'm glad I, I'm glad though that you know they like it, but I I don't know I feel weird. I I guess I don't have the highest self esteem, perhaps. I don't know, or maybe it's just the fact that you know I think everybody hates to listen to themselves, and I know the day after I always record these, I have to go back. I go back, and I mean I don't really edit a whole lot, but I uh, I do throw in like the opening intro on there and like cut up the end, but may. But I end up like listening back to parts of it, so I can kind of throw in some show notes on the website, so I can, people can have somewhat of a feel of what nonsense I've been talking about for an hour, and decide whether or not you know they really want to listen to it. <laughs> but uh, when in doing so, no matter how long I've done it, I still don't really enjoy listening to myself. It's it's a thing that I don't like, so it's weird when I I guess. I find out other people listen to this and like regularly. Because <laughs> me, it's like, ooh, man, that's an annoying voice or shit. I hate how I say that. I hate a lot of the things I do. But I've listened to myself a lot, which is a problem. But I never sound that way when I'm just talking aloud, you know, and there's no microphone and I can't hear that. I don't bother. Thankfully, I don't bother myself because I would never talk if that was the case. That would be like... uh I'd have to turn into uh, Clint Eastwood in The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, where he's you know just a man of like almost no words. They call him, which he's the man of no name, or you know they kind of call him Blondie. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. What a classic, Sergio Leone, great stuff. Man, Clint Eastwood, he's a uh, man. He's got to be like ninety something. I, I'm not sure exactly how old Mr. Eastwood is. But I want to say he's in his, uh, gotta be 90s, like early 90s or so. There's, uh, shit, he was born in 1930. <laughs> yeah, so he's, uh, gonna, gonna be 92 in, uh, in May there, May 31st. Holy shit. That's, that's fucking insane. I can't imagine being that old. I don't think I want to be that old. I'm gonna have so much pain by that point. Like, I have pain I have to deal with now. I couldn't imagine the pain I'd have at 92. That's more than double my age. It's, uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, 11 years uh, past my age. <laughs> but, uh, well, past double my age, not 11 years past my age. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not my 70s here. Uh <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna have fun listening to this one again tomorrow as I start picking apart that. Like you fucking idiot, speak right, speak correctly, enunciate, do what you were trained to do, what you were born to do, what they found and dug into at the broadcast center. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh. As far as things that are going on new, not not a whole lot. I've still just been kind of engulfed into watching like nonstop YouTube videos of uh, the war in Ukraine, unfortunately. And I really I don't really have much to say about that other than that, yeah, it still fucking sucks. Uh, you know, war sucks in general, and uh, there's a lot of footage of this one because I guess there's a lot of people on social media over there, and there's just a fuck ton of journalists over there. But thankfully, I haven't found a way to become a war correspondent, so that works out. I, uh, that's that's not, not a thing. Oh, and uh, I forgot to mention, 
Um, I I talked about it. I guess the last couple weeks, um, at least last week, that I th- thought I was going to end up having to do jury duty this past Friday. Um, however, my perfect streak remains intact of not serving on juries, <laughs> as the case was settled out of court, and uh, they uh, didn't update the message because of how it does they do it here. I don't know if it's different per county or whatever, uh, but the in Franklin County, at least, they don't have, like, you know, the most up-to-date service to let you know whether or not you have to appear for jury duty. Um, you have to call this number after 5 o'clock every day to hear a message to w- to say whether or not you have to appear in court. They say, basically, uh, the night before is the real one when they will probably change it, but... They could change it throughout the week. So every fucking day this week, I was calling that number at 5 o'clock and, and no such luck. Said it was still on up until Thursday night, the day before I was supposed to appear for jury duty. <laughs> I heard those magic words <laughs> that uh, they have canceled or they have settled out of court and I do not have to appear. I was just like, cha-ching, yes. Well, I was still paranoid afterwards. I'm like, that... Did they say March 11th? Did I hear that right? <laughs> Is a cop going to show up tomorrow and bring me to court? Uh, sadly, no. That would have made for a hell of a story. Hell of a story. It almost makes me want to, like, if I end up getting summoned for jury duty again and it goes to court. Maybe just see. Maybe just see what happens. You know? Like, oh, shit. I forgot, guys. <laughs> oh, shucky darn. But that'll make for a great story if I end up in, you know, jail overnight or something for uh, not appearing at jury duty. It'll be, it'll be good. I don't know what, uh, what, what happens to you per se when you, uh, when you don't appear <laughs> for jury duty. Uh, let's let's find out. Let's ask the Googles. Uh, And I can't spell. Let's see, jury duty in Missouri. We'll find out in Missouri. Uh, ooh, I mean, not not horrible. Um, this is in St. Louis, which I could appear, have to appear in St. Louis, which is shitty. Man, I hope that if I end up, <laughs> that's really gonna piss me off. I was really not happy about having to drive over to Union, uh, and that's like a fifteen minute drive. Uh, but you know, the way gas is right now, it's, um, I filled up like half a tank earlier and the way I figure if I fill up a full tank, it's going to be like $48, $50 for me. And it's like, I have tr- like a 12 gallon gas tank. Like, come on fuckers. Of course I'm buying premium gas, but that's, that's not either here nor there. Um, let's see here. <laughs> this is on Bradley law, the Bradley law com. It says uh, the the thing. What happens if I don't show up for jury duty in St. Louis? By Ryan Bradley. He uh, wrote this in September of 2021. Uh, there uh, says serving on a jury isn't something many people look forward to. However, it's something that most U.S. adults may be required to do at some point in life. Failing to show up for jury duty in St. Louis is against the law. You may face legal penalties if you're scheduled to serve jury duty and decline to appear. I miss jury duty in St. Louis. What now? 
you may be found guilty of civil contempt if you fail to show up to jury duty or respond to a summons. This may result to a, in a fine of up to $500. I mean, I don't really want to pay $500, but you could be fined up to $1,000 for skipping jury duty or not responding to a summons in federal court. You may also spend up to three days in jail, be required to perform community service, or both. Ooh, that now that now it's getting a little bit rough. I mean, five hundred dollars. I mean, I could maybe work around that, but now we're getting into doing like community service, having to spend three days in jail plus a thousand dollar fine. Shit, I ain't got no money, honey. That's gonna be rough. Uh, it says, can I get out of jury duty in St. Louis? You should never try to get out of jury duty by being dishonest during the juror selection process. However, there are valid ways to demonstrate you can't serve on a jury at the date and time listed on your summons. Examples include the following. If you're going on vacation, you can write down the dates of said vacation on your juror information form, or you can contact the office that sent the summons to explain the situation. They may allow you to serve on a jury at a latter date. Uh, you may have a health condition that could render you unable to serve on a jury. You must provide the court with a statement from a qualified medical professional confirming your health will prevent you from being an effective or competent juror. In Missouri, you can typically get out of jury duty if you have served on a jury within the past two years. Uh, if being absent from your job would negatively impact the public in some way, the court may decide it's better for you to remain at work. Um, yeah, I uh, print on magnets and put toothbrushes in bags. I don't know if they're going to buy that one. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, healthcare workers can sometimes get out of jury duty if they need to be available to treat their patients. Uh, well, that's that's good. They're not going to make my doctor have to fucking do this shit. Uh, when he's doing surgery on my heart. Uh, employees of religious institutions can get out of jury duty if being a juror would interfere with their religious obligations. You can also request a postponement by contacting the office of the court that sent you uh, your summons. The court may grant a postponement if you have not been granted one in the past. If you do get a postponement, you will be required to serve on a jury within six months from the date when you were originally supposed to appear for jury service. Uh, well, I was, you know, in some ways I was kind of, I don't know, excited to be the term, but I was like, ooh, that'll make for some good stories. And it's just something different than just my normal routine going in, being part of a jury. I've sat through court before, which can be entertaining, but I have not, I've not actually served on a jury. Uh, so I guess I'll have to wait before I have to appear on a jury. But again, I've kept the perfect streak alive. You know, I'm pitching a perfect game here. I'd hate to ruin that. Hate to ruin it. This would have been the second time I've been summoned for jury duty. And, you know, missed out. So I guess I'm 2-0, and baby. 2-0. and Although I I could get summoned again um, if a court case comes up and they pull my name uh, before the end of June. I got to, like, June 30th where I could get another summons. But last time I got uh, 
And I got a thing in the mail saying I had a period of time where I could be called up for jury duty. I got one summons, it got settled, and then I got n- did not get summoned again. The six-month period went away, and I was fine. I was clear. In the clear. So maybe that's what this means. But uh, <laughs> in other news, um, I have found ways to get Agent Mulder here to leave me alone for a little bit because he can be a very needy cat. He likes attention a lot. He wants me, like, constantly paying attention to him, especially if I'm, like, on my couch that he is fucking destroyed. Uh, <laughs> but I have found, and I tried this before when my mother was over here having dinner, and he, did, he didn't care. He didn't really pay attention to it. But uh, I tried in my bedroom where the TV is a bit lower, and what I did was I went on YouTube and pulled up the cats, uh, videos for cats. And he went apeshit. He went nuts over uh, seeing mice and birds and other animals <laughs> on the screen. Was like just completely enthralled. And <laughs> he, he watches my TV a lot now since then. I actually... uh. <laughs> I did that uh, the other a couple of days ago, and uh, made the mistake too doing it right right before going to bed. So he after I shut it off too, he's like meowing at my TV and stuff. I'm like, where where'd the fucking mouse go? Where'd the fucking where'd the rabbit go? Where'd <laughs> where's the bird? He's like meow meow, and uh, I feel like I should probably not even do that. I'll probably just get him riled up just talking about it because he is laying right behind me. Um, but. <laughs> It was pretty entertaining how jacked he was getting from watching the animals on the screen, and he would do the uh, clicking stuff. Or like, let me see if I can, you know, and I'll pull up uh, audio of uh, the old feline. Oh yeah, I would, but I don't. I gotta find the right cord. That that usually helps. Usually helps. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is an iPhone. You have to. You don't have the old headphone jack anymore on for the last like I don't know ten years on a fucking iPhone." <laughs> here we go. Uh, see if I can get some good audio here. Is uh, <laughs> oh, not that. Didn't want that. Let's get the clicking. I think I have a good video of him clicking, and it's. I don't know if you can great audio. It's really better if you can see it. <laughs> yeah, not the greatest audio, but he <laughs> his mouth is all just like chattering and stuff. He's just like getting real weak there and he's just, he's like, "Oh fuck, I want to I want to kill that animal. I want to completely decapitate that bird. I want to rip its head off and then spit it out." I bet he would, like, if he did go outside and kill an animal. I'm sure he would bring it back for me. It was a treat. Like, here you go, buddy. This is for giving me those treats all the time. I'm giving you a treat. Thankfully, uh, <laughs> I don't know that he'd hold his own too well out there. I don't know. I'm missing the whole leg. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how old he would do. He does seem to not realize half the time that he's missing that leg. Like, uh, when he's, like, laying on top of my couch... And he'll jump down on me. Uh, a lot of times he falls when he hits me. And I ended up like 
trying to catch him and his head hits me and stuff and then he thinks I'm fucking with him. He's all pissed off. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, dude, you're missing a leg. Or like he'll be laying on me and then go like roll over and he'll just like completely roll off the couch. Like uh, I have to like hold him to make sure that <laughs> put my arm up, make sure he doesn't roll off. That's another thing too when he jumps down on me from on top of the couch while I'm laying down is if I'm not paying attention. A lot of times he'll go right from my crotch and it's that front one front leg that he has that lands first and all of his weight is centered on that one leg and it fucking nails me in the nuts, you know, from time to time. Needless to say, it doesn't feel great. Doesn't feel great. Not something I want to <laughs> experience a lot of. But uh yeah, it, it happens. It happens and uh I'll I'll get over it eventually. Eventually. Hopefully, you know, it he gets better. I don't think it's going to happen though. It, it appears that he's been missing that leg for, you know, probably a couple of years. And uh you would think he's to the point where this is this is just how it is. This is <laughs> he's adapted and that's that's just the way it is. It is really entertaining though watching him watch the uh birds and shit. But I made the mistake. It it's maybe not the best idea to do it to the TV downstairs. Or at least I should make sure I'm watching him the whole time. He's doing it downstairs because uh earlier maybe it was yesterday, I don't know, whatever day, I had it on the screen again. And he he was getting so fucking excited. He jumped up and hit the TV and it's pretty high up on the wall and it's a it's a big fucking TV. Heavy TV. <sighs> And he hit it, and I was afraid he was going to knock it off the wall. He hit it so hard. <laughs> I'm like, that thing would fuck him up if uh, he knocked it off the wall. So I got to be a little careful with that. The one in the bedroom here is slightly smaller than that. It doesn't weigh anywhere near what the other one does. And I think it's a little bit harder for him to knock down the way it is on the entertainment center. It's lower to the ground, too, so... And if he knocks it down while I'm right here, then I could theoretically catch it before it, like, smashes him. <laughs> and it'll probably... Look at it. It'll probably hit the couch. Like, <laughs> So he'd probably, he'd probably have a little safe area to get out. A little safe zone. Avoid the, uh, the falling TVs. Uh, I also, uh... Did a boomerang of it on Instagram. Like, I've never actually posted, like, a reel before. I'm, you know, I'm, like, 82. If, uh, <laughs> you know, like, earlier I was talking about the old uh, Clint Eastwood thing. Um, yeah, oh, I was 70s. That's how that's how I figured that, right. Uh, <laughs> so the Instagram. I'm a fan of Instagram more when it started. It was a lot cooler. Although it's got some cool effects to it now, but the, the ads drive me nuts. Anyway. I I did a reel on there because uh, I actually got Agent Mulder to uh, watch the Tool video sober because now after w him watching the birds and stuff on TV, he will watch other things, especially if you just had birds on. He will like continue to watch the TV waiting for birds to show up again. <laughs> but uh, I, w I was like, you know what, sober. I bet that puppet, like he'd like dig the puppet and like want to want to attack it. So I played sober for him, and and he got and he watched it, and uh, made a boomerang of his tail moving while he's watching sober. And then of course played sober in the background. 
but uh but yeah <laughs> that was that was my name. that's me gearing up to be uh ready to go see Tool and the Boys next week Adam Jones Maynard James Keenan Danny Carey and uh Justin uh <laughs> Chancellor <laughs> took me a second almost almost said a bunch of different Justins there almost one with like Trudeau which, side note, I cannot see Justin... It is Justin Trudeau, the uh, leader of Canada. I believe that's Justin. Anyway, anytime I see that fucker, I can't get out of my head him in blackface. Completely unrelated to Tool. But uh, it, it's it's a thing, you know? And it's always been funny to me when... Yeah, it's Justin Trudeau's the Canadian Prime Minister. Um, <laughs> but I can never get... Now I'm going to look it up in blackface. I always find it funny, though, when Canadian politicians have a big scandal because that's really an American thing, I thought, as opposed to, like, Canadian. It's always just so funny to me when they... <laughs> There's some pictures of them in blackface. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, uh, that's something. Now he's like in, in a Middle Eastern like Aladdin costume. That makes no sense. Why is he in blackface for that? This supposed to be like a fortune teller. He looks like he was having a fun time though. He's very excited. I mean, that is like black blackface. He's going Al Jolson over here. He's a. Uh... <laughs> There's a photo from him in the '90s. That's in black and white though. I can't fucking can't can't tell. He's got a fro on. I'm assuming he darkened his skin. Not real sure. Uh, that's uh his teeth look extra white with uh <laughs> the black face. The contrast there, man. Uh yeah, I guess the one with the fro he is painted in blackface too. How many times did this guy do blackface? Like that's uh I'm glad I never thought it was funny to do so myself you know on myself not to say that i never maybe laughed at somebody actually doing blackface because i love the movie tropic thunder uh holy shit that like <laughs> robert downey jr in there fucking amazing <laughs> that the joke is that he the actor in that he's playing in the movie is sort of doing blackface that he did surgery to turn himself black as uh what do you mean, you people? Uh, fucking great shit. Uh, and for some reason, here's a picture where it looks like Melania Trump is about to make out with Justin Trudeau, and uh, Trump is sad on the side. I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one. Holy shit. And here he is, like, is a child, like a teenager, I guess, and he just looks like some kind of, I don't know, activist somewhere. Maybe he's, like, protesting at a uh, pipeline. He's got some really crazy hair. Crazy long hair. Uh but uh but yeah. Now I uh I gotta wash that from my brain. Move on to something else. As uh, I got bigger, better things going on. As uh Oh it's exciting to go see the blues game too and get some we're gonna go to uh, get some corned beef and cabbage before the game and Shelly here had uh, mentioned the place here 
Uh, it's over by the zoo in St. Louis. It's an Irish bar called Pat Connolly, which uh, my Aunt Laura uh, was a Connolly. I wonder if there's any kind of relation. Connolly. Connolly. Let's see here. The Pat Connolly Tavern. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, you know what? I think I've been... I don't, haven't been in there, but I've been right outside there. I mean, obviously, by the zoo. I've been to the fucking zoo for a bunch. Actually, I may have gone in there briefly. As, uh... It's over at Dogtown. I had stopped through there because uh, the radio station I worked at had talked about doing a bunch of shit in Dogtown and then never really said anything day of St. Pat's. And I don't know, maybe they were there <laughs> earlier in the day, but when I went, there was like nobody there that I do. Um, but damn, today I missed it. They had live Irish music from 2 to 10 um, at, uh, on, on uh, St. Pat's the day of, though. Oh, the epic! Join us for the epic return of St. Pat's at Pat's. The Pat Connolly Tavern is the oldest Irish bar in St. Louis and Ground Zero for St. Patrick's Day. You goddamn right, goddamn right. Let's see here. The epic return of St. Pat's at Pat's. Pat O'Connolly. Pat. It should be O'Connolly. That just sounds more Irish. You put an old from any name, dirt, any Irish name, it automatically sounds far more Irish. Pat Connolly. Pat O'Connolly. I love the O. But it's not O'Connolly. It's it's Connolly. Anyway. Celebrate to real St. Patrick's Day on March 17th at the oldest Irish bar in St. Louis. St. Patrick's Day's parade starts at 11 a.m. right in front of Pat's. We'll also have a party tent set up in our outdoor lot serving breakfast and lunch. Our main level VIPs party is sold out, but a limited amount of tickets remain for our upstairs VIP party. In the 1942 room, proof of vaccination required. Oh shit. I better remember to bring that. Um, let's see, 8 a.m., $10 general admission starts. A uh, day of details. 6 a.m. indoor opens for breakfast and drinks. 8 a.m. $10 general admission starts. 9 a.m. outdoor bars begin serving indoor live Irish music starts. At 11 a.m. you go to AOH St. Patrick's Day Parade that starts. And then 1 p.m. Brightside takes the outdoor stage to keep the party going with high energy cover songs. Our main level bars open till 10 p.m. Uh, I just—they're just showing like the outside of the bar. How how big of a place is this? I I gotta know. I mean, it sounds like there's gonna be a fuck ton of people there. How many people can fit inside this bar? Uh, upstairs VIP party. Um, I don't know, man. It sounds like pretty crazy that it might be hard to get in there that day. I don't know. I I'm gonna have to contact Shelly sometime this this next week here. Formulate some kind of game plan. That building does look familiar. I'm pretty sure I remember seeing that. I don't know what street this is on. There's a Fitio. Fitio. Um, Petra Connolly. There's a old fiddler. Oh, I like the bar. The original bar from 1942. Uh, not much has changed in over 42 years. Or 42. <laughs> 75 years. I'm reading 
see, Patrick Connolly, proprietor emeritus. Pat Connolly opened Pat Connolly's Tavern in 1942, ran the bar until 1960 when he sold it to Tom McDermott, his longtime bartender. Pat went on to operate a Blackthorn pub for many years, another South St. Louis favorite. Uh, original bar, 1942. Not much has changed in over 75 years. Come see for yourself. We are proud to have preserved this historic bar, which is among the oldest in St. Louis. Faces along the bar. Professionally staged photo of the tavern in action from the 40s. And it, it looks like from the 40s, man. It looks like an old... Like the uh, clothing and shit. Although it looks like it could be the 50s. I am seeing a lot of hats. A lot of hats. So it's kind of, you know, I don't know. Uh, original exterior, mid-1940s right here. Original store from the iconic St. Louis Landmark building. Before the V9 Budweiser was... Installed Pat's was a Grease Deke Brothers bar. We recently partnered with the Dogtown Historical Society to save this original mural restored the Greasy Dick <laughs> Deke Brothers Light Lager Beer. Uh, I'm not sure how you actually pronounce that. Greasy Dick? Greasy Dick? Deke? <laughs> anyway. Uh, there's Pat in route to Ireland. Pat Connolly came to St. Louis in 1929 from Dunmore, County Galway. I fucking love County Galway. Being successful in tavern keeping, he had a rare opportunity to return home to revisit his family, a luxury so few immigrants ever were able to enjoy. Relatives of the Connolly family still live in Dunmore today. Uh, Paul Yo- Jovanovich with his dad, Papa Joel Jovanovich, and I, I now have to have, like, a Russian accent. Or Polish, I'm not sure what... He's Eastern European, this Paul Jovanovich. Uh, Paul Shrandabar in the 80s. Many remember him as a legendary barkeep who left us too soon. Papa Joel would open up the bar every morning. Three generations of Korle and Jovanovich families have run the tavern. Current owners are Teresa Connolly and son Joe Jovanovich. Jovanovich. Uh, <laughs> this picture is just a few years outdated. It looks like it's from the 80s. Like 70s or 80s. It's uh, Teresa and her son Joe. And Joe looks like he's, I don't know, eight? Oh, yeah, hopefully it's not an eight-year-old running a bar. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to know how to mix an old-fashioned. It might be a wee bit difficult. Hopefully he's got a little, like, you know, step stool to get to the ice. Mix me up a drink. Get a mixer. Do- oh, you can donate a meal. Private events. What the hell is Pat 10? Oh, it's the patio. Pat EO. It's close for Finter. I don't know why I pronounced my W as a V there like it's German. <laughs> uh, man, I want to see what the bar looks like. Meow. Oh, the inside, not the outside. I'm seeing the outside. And it looks so St. Louisly. It, it's uh, on Oakland Avenue. I'm sure I've been on Oakland. I'm just not sure... It's not a street I know that well. I'm sure I've been on it. I mean, this looks looks very much <laughs> like a place I would have been to. I'm sure I have. 
But uh, as it is, as it was, it were. Um, man, I I can't wait to get some corned beef and cabbage though. As uh, this would be quite exciting to have. I have not had corned beef and cabbage on me birthday for a couple of years now. I feel like yes, not yesterday, last year. Uh, we went out for uh lunch or dinner or whatever uh with uh my mother and uh, we uh I believe it was Red Robin we went to, and I had a burger of some sort, which was special because I you know I hadn't been going out much to eat because of the whole I don't know pandemic thing, and being broke. There's that. I was at the time saving up for a house, saving up for a house. It was around the time I put in a. An offer on the first house that I I really uh, wanted to put an offer on, which uh, unfortunately I failed to secure. I'm still like sore about that. And as opposed to, I mean, I I got the penthouse and all now. Um, this house would have been more the the first one would have been more expensive for me because it needed a lot of work, like a lot of work. But it had so much potential, so much potential. A lot more room in there. Um, I didn't share walls with neighbors. That was that was like a big thing. And I could, you know, soundproof it a lot easier. There could be some bad stuff happening inside. Less likely that my neighbors would know about it. And I could, you know, have my guitar half stack in there. Um, nobody may notice that I bring in a you know thing of why and lawn darts. Uh, what am I saying? Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, <laughs> no, the, the, I we that was one of the big things though. I really, when I wanted to buy a house, it was like I really wanted to have space between me and the neighbors, and to be able because I I'm not the most friendly when it comes to neighbors. Like I, you know, I'm not gonna say fuck you or anything. Like, but as soon as like I've said like hi to them like once or twice, and like don't get a response, I'm like almost feel relief. I'm like, okay, sweet. I don't have to <laughs> converse with you. I'm kind of a dick. I'm kind of a dick. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> and I had that house. Like, it, there was good distance distance there between the neighbors. I could have been louder and not feel bad about it. Like, I feel bad now if I crank my guitar up. I, you know, I'm always playing with like my headphones on and stuff. And I'd been uh, before buying right before I buying the house. I'd been playing a lot of guitar, and I'm still playing some guitar now. But uh, I was really excited to just have a my half stack rocking in the house and just crank that shit up, fucker, crank it up. But uh, as it was, uh, I I failed to get that house, and I'm still fucking pissed about it. <laughs> a year later, it was uh somebody that just wanted to flip it they had they bought it with cash and they outbid me by like 20 grand i outbid the asking price by 10 grand and they outbid me by 20 fucking grand like i never had a shot never had a shot it was a buy as is thing so they had it listed kind of low for what it was but the house was built in 1965 and uh i mean the they the one thing that they started redoing was the bar downstairs and it looked really nice the bar um, I don't think they were completely finished with it. Uh, but there was, and there was a fucking intercom, man. There was a fucking intercom in the house, which I, I didn't actually try to see if it worked, but I'm sure it couldn't have been that hard to fix. I was so stoked <laughs> that there was an intercom. 
Had I gotten that house, I think I probably would have tried to get a roommate. I would have had more parking to have a roommate. Is there a, here I don't really have much parking. And my neighbors take my parking spot anyway, so it would be difficult. But uh, there I would like, I probably would have maybe tried to get a roommate because I would have needed some help like affording the place. So, <laughs> and it could be louder there. And if there was a roommate, maybe they could be in the downstairs, I mean the upstairs or something. It wouldn't be so bad. I have a little bit, uh, of course, I got space between my rooms up here. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I, I'm trying to remember, the, there was two bathrooms in that house, but I don't remember if there was a shower in both. I feel like probably not, but maybe. I know in the upstairs bathroom, there was carpet in the bathroom. That was the most disgusting thing in there. That was an original from 1965. I can't imagine kind of things were growing and living underneath that carpet. That must have been <laughs> must have been really nasty. I am going <laughs> to look up some things about that actually, you know. <laughs> carpet and bathroom. Wise. People have put <laughs> That's a big search. So when I put carpet and bathroom, the top search that was carpet and bathroom why <laughs> that just says it all just says it all and here we go on apart apartmenttherapy.com bathroom carpet trend history um here an article written by nancy mitchell back in uh, march 28th of 2018 said why did anyone think carpet in the bathroom was a good idea Here's a bathroom with like pink car- pink and red carpet in the bathroom. They got it around the tub, the sink. Every- man, that's just fucking, fucking dumb, man. Like I, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. That <laughs> it does kind of look cool. It reminds me of old movies from like the seventies and eighties. Oh, I guess maybe like sixties and seventies, because I remember a lot of the sixties and seventies movies having the fucking bathrooms like that. It looks like a cheesy hotel like a uh, swanky like uh hotel you'd go to in like Vegas in like the 70s um says when i was a young girl living in Lafayette Louisiana one of my favorite things to do was go with my mother to the parade of homes those early 90s show houses were wonderful wonderful in my eyes soaring foyers big palladian windows and giant luxurious bathrooms covered in carpet Carpet in the bathroom was, in my mind, the ultimate luxury. Uh, <laughs> look, you think of a lot of crazy things when you're a kid, and I know, I now know that my love for carpet in the bathroom was categorically wrong. However, having never lived in a home with carpet in the bathroom, I dismissed my mother's concerns about a mildew as those of a person not sufficiently committed to cutting-edge design. I now realize that carpet in the bathroom was just one of the many things about which my mother eventually turned out to be right. Oh, there, here's a picture that looks like uh, the uh, Jane Fonda movie. What the fuck is the name of that movie? Uh, it's not, but uh, Barbarella. It looks like <laughs> seen right out of Barbarella, <laughs> uh, which was made in the '60s. So that would be that would be uh, make sense as to why that looks like Barbarella. Anyway, these days most people have come to the, uh, their senses regarding the carpet in the bathroom situation. On a recent Reddit thread, one user asked, people have read it with carpet in their bathrooms. Why? <laughs> no one had anything good to say about this. There was one user who admitted that it's comfy, 
but they still blamed their home's previous owners for the wall-to-wall. The top answer is worth quoting here. The parasitic mold spores have taken over my brain to demand more habitat for their kin. (laughs) That is fantastic. I got to read that again. The parasitic mold spores have taken over my brain and demand more habitat for their kin. Says it all. But the question remains, why did anyone think this is a good idea to begin with? This retro renovation interview about this, the history of carpet, although it doesn't specifically mention bathrooms, sheds a little light on the issue. Emily Morrow, the director of design at Shaw Floors, points out that in the 1950s, carpet was seen as a luxury item. Up until that point, wall-to-wall carpeting was an indulgence that was out of the reach of the average American family. Changes in carpet-making technology and post-war prosperity led to a boom in its use, but carpet still retained those feelings of luxury and newness. What could be more luxurious than adding carpet to a humble space like the bathroom? Pop a squat with your toes all comfy and carpet. (laughs) And if you could for a second ignore the possibility of mold doesn't sinking your toes into a nice plush bath mat that covers your entire bathroom sign sound kind of nice uh though they may be few and far between carpet in the bathroom does have its modern day adherence when in an apartment therapy poll asked readers to vote on carpet in the bathroom most of you were overwhelmingly opposed but about eight percent that is 26 people to be exact were in favor contributor katrin katrin uh, morris katrin morris uh, who wrote the post that asked the controversial question was herself pro-carpet. It's nice and warm, she pointed out, and you don't have to worry about young children slipping on a tile floor. Um, while it seems everything 70s is making a comeback these days, this is one trend I don't see returning anytime soon. But hey, everyone has weird things that make them happy. You might be in the minority for loving your carpeted bathroom, but you are most certainly not alone. Which I got to say, the answer to them liking the carpet in the bathroom is the parasitic mold spores have taken over my brain and demand more habitat for their kin. <laughs> that's just that's that that part's just too good. Par- parasitic mold spores taking over my brain, making me do shit. See, I could have been doing that. Had I been in that house, which I don't know that I would have called it the penthouse at that point, but parasitic mold spores could have been taken over my brain. They could have been. And who knows? Who knows what I would have done? I could have taken over the world at that point. What are the, the mold spores really taking over the, the world? But I, I mean, who knows? Or I could have turned into some kind of serial killer. It could have gotten bad. It could have gotten real bad. There was... A lot of things that were could have been saved or a lot of things that could have been good. Who knows? Maybe I turn into just a super uh, – I, I would have – you know what? Had that happened, I probably would have gotten in the GameStop stuff on Robin Hood, made money off that way. I, I would have been involved with it. The spores would have contacted me over there. Maybe would have made a deal with RazzleCon and could have gotten some of that stolen Bitcoin <laughs> – that seems more like it's something like the parasites are going to do. They're going to tell me to get involved in a, some horrible con 
and next thing you know, I'm in Razzle Khan's uh, Turkish Martha Stewart video. <laughs> Turkish Martha Stewart. Stewart. Turkish Stewart. Turkish Stewart. The Turk Stewart. Um, uh, she's, you know, she's free right now. I, you know, I haven't looked in a while. I'm quite curious. What is Miss Razzlecon up to? Uh, I can't remember her actual name. Razzlecon, Heather or Morgan. It's nice they put the R in there. American rapper, Heather Morgan. There's, that's from a month ago. Come on. I know she's got to be wanting to put shit out. Is she not? She's probably not allowed online right now. Probably a part of her probation. She's not. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking at these pictures of Miss Razzlecon, and it's the zero fucks hat. <laughs> That's like the her best contribution there is the zero fucks. Zero fucks hat. I wonder. I wonder if she's making any money off. Of that, like I, I don't know that she had that made. Is she? It's probably something she bought. Let's see, zero fucks hat. Um, there's, I, I don't know that there's. <laughs> it looks like she might have had that done. Like I don't see any particular like that. There's zero fucks given. You can buy on Amazon. I want to see one that just says zero fucks. Um. There's like various takes on it, but I feel like she could probably, she could probably market that hat if she's you know <laughs> not in jail for the next twenty five years. There's that. Uh, I don't know that they're gonna allow <laughs> allow that to happen. Um, there's a lot of lot of takes on it. A lot of uh, there's the uh, fucks given. And then it's zero. <laughs> a lot of different fonts. This is obviously a big, a big thing. There's a no fucks given. I don't, I don't really like the sound of that one. No fucks given. That sounds like <laughs> Thanksgiving. No fucks giving. Given. Uh, I feel like they could, they could. Uh, this one looks like a five-year-old wrote it. The no fucks given hat. See, hers has just got the number zero and then fucks. Like that. And it, it looks nice. Zero fucks. It should just say zero fucks. I don't need it to say uh, fucks given. It's just zero fucks. Which is my life for the last, I don't know, 15. Uh, yeah, let's not let's not do the math on that. <laughs> it's just about 15 months. Almost 16 years anyway since uh, I've had a fuck. Um, that, that's not depressing at all. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, I cannot find that hat. I thought for sure. Oh, there's one that looks more like it. It's on Etsy. But it's it's the actual number zero and fucks. It's a nice embroidered hat. Nice embroidered hat. Is it how much? $29 for zero fucks. Uh, but they put it F-C-K-S, not the F-U-C-K. Uh, oh, shit, shit did. Wait a minute. Now she, oh, that's what she has, too. Okay. Her hat's a little bit different, though. Now I got to look. Is that her Etsy page? Is that Razzle Khan's? 
Uh, who who's uh who's making this here? Um, <laughs> I I don't I don't go on Etsy really, so I'm not really sure how to look up who the seller is. Oh, okay, Master G. <laughs> Master G, owner of Zero Fucks. Yeah, he's okay. That's this must be where she got the hat because I'm seeing like her exact hat, but Master G. Master G ain't fucking around. He's got zero fucks, man. Master G. Could be a woman, too. Master Gina. It it doesn't imply a gender. It just shows a zero fucks hat. So I'm just presuming that the doctor is a male. Shame on me. Oh, man. Another just, you know, fun part of owning a, a, a pet having a pet. I don't know, you know, it's not like a he's it's weird to consider like I don't consider him mine so much as you know, say that, but he's got his own uh he does what he wants. <laughs> uh but uh I've had I've been around cats pretty much my entire life. I've lived without them. Uh, I'm about to be 41 years old. And I I figured earlier I've had like 8 or 9 years where I didn't live in a place that didn't have cats ish something like that in total my my life maybe less than that the rest of the time i've been around cats (laughs) and as a child i didn't have any problems i don't recall there being a real big problem with having allergies but man molder i've been having some issues with uh allergies i'm almost thinking like maybe i swallowed a hairball the other night man at work it was so bad my, I, my nose would not stop running, and my eyes are all fucking itchy. They're still fucking itchy now. But uh, after I got off work yesterday, like, I was I was in such bad shape, like, all day. And I thought, like, you know, eventually it would get better as I was at work, and it never did. It never fucking did. At work, I didn't have anything to uh, take for it. So as soon as I got home, I popped a Benadryl, which I know usually makes me pretty fucking tired. <laughs> and I've been, like, on, z- like, two to three hours of sleep each night, so... And I went to Jackman's to play uh, board games last night. We played a 1944 uh, memoir. It was good times. Good times. Had awesome sushi. Fucking the sushi up on Jefferson and Washington. I forget the name of the place, but holy fuck. Amazing sushi. I love me some sushi. Got some wasabi on there. And, uh, but, oh, actually at work, one thing I, that did help me, my sandwich that I had, a corned beef sandwich, and I had it completely covered in horseradish. That was like the only kind of relief I could get at work. The horseradish really opened up my sinuses. It made me almost cry. Like my eyes were starting to water up while I was eating the corned beef sandwich with like covered in horseradish. And uh, that was like the the only slight little bit of relief I could get at work. And so like when I got home, I was like, fuck, I got to I gotta hit up some Benadryl. So I took a Benadryl <laughs> and I got a smoothie from Smoothie King, the uh, which I hadn't had a smoothie there for, like, I don't know, a couple months because they don't have the $5.32 on smoothies on Fridays anymore, so I'm like, yeah, I can't afford your smoothies anymore. So I went and got there. I only got a 20-ounce, but I got the pure recharge with a fuck ton of caffeine so I could uh, manage to get through some board games because I really wanted to go play some board games and hang out with Jackman. And uh, <laughs> But uh, I was still, like, uh, even after the uh, Benadryl, like, it helped a little bit. Um, I felt some relief, but... Uh, it was still fucking me up, so I bought some Allegra. I went to Walgreens uh, and bought more Benadryl, and I got some Allegra, which I've never tried Allegra before. I've done uh, Claritin, which I guess worked okay, 
before, but uh, I bought <laughs> I bought a bottle of Allegra and I popped an Allegra too. Those things are fucking big pills, by the way, big pills. Uh, pretty sure it wasn't supposed to go up my ass. Pretty sure it was supposed to go in the mouth. Either way, I put it in my mouth. Maybe it would have act, uh, uh, you know, had a better effect had I shoved it up my ass. It would have been stronger, but uh, I didn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. It's it doesn't say to do that on the bottle. Um, so I I'd steer away from that. It was just a thought. <laughs> uh, but I I don't know. I think that stuff helped a little bit, but. Yeah, I just ended up being way more fucking tired, I think, from taking those. And I think the Allegra is supposed to be non-drowsy. Either way, man, I was probably mainly from the lack of sleep. When I went to work today, the first, like, I don't know, six hours of the eight-hour day were pretty rough. I was pretty fucking tired. Uh, <clears throat> But uh, still having a bit of allergies. And I'm trying to trying to, you know, keep the the hair to a minimum washing pillowcase and uh blanket and all that now twice a week to try to keep the hair to a minimum here but i'm thinking man i must have like just like swallowed some of his fucking hair while i was sleeping or something because like i had like a really bad case of this shit and like man i don't like feeling like that that's that's no good no bueno no fucking bueno that's dangerous stuff, man. Don't uh <laughs> don't fuck around with all that. Um uh, I'm I'm thinking about like tonight, like popping some more Benadryl, but I when I do the Benadryl, like I'll wake up the next day and just be tired as shit. <laughs> feel all drugged out. Sometimes I just have to do it. Sometimes I don't feel drugged out the next day, but if I'm feeling like real like actual sick from something like I'll definitely take some Benadryl, it, especially if my nose is really runny because it dries it out like immediately. Which I I think Benadryl is like a wonder drug, man. I don't know <laughs> how they went about making that, but damn, they are doing some amazing shit over there at uh, whoever makes Benadryl. <laughs> I don't know what drug company originated that, uh, but uh, probably had something to do with the Nazis somehow. They were. <laughs> Werner von Braun also made medication somehow. There was made rockets and medication. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My mind has weird connections that makes things out of out of nothing, out of thin hair. Thin hair. <laughs> it's a very my brain just digresses from one thing to the the next. Like uh, like immediately, I was talking to Jackman about this the other day. Like how I came up with Agent Mulder or Fox for the name of uh, the cat here. And, of course, it was because he was missing a leg and there was the runner from Canada who's a national hero there, Terry Fox. He ran with just one leg. He had a prosthetic leg. But it wasn't like Oscar Pastorius with, like, the blades, real nice prosthetic. This was 1980 when he ran the f- almost the full length of Canada. He ran over 3,000 miles doing like 30 miles a day. And it was this old, like almost like peg leg, <laughs> you know, slightly better than like a fucking peg leg that you'd see in like, uh, or you would imagine like in like Moby Dick, some like a whaler that lost, lost a leg to the whale. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Does the, 
the fucking captain and Moby Dick have a, a peg leg? I'm not sure, but I'm just thinking, you know, pirates or, you know, captains that cut attacked by the shark or whale, whatever. Um, which I imagine you're probably more likely to get attacked by a shark, but maybe it's on Charles, you know. I guess the damn shark got me leg. Um, anyway, yeah, Terry Fox, he, uh, the way he ran, it just looked painful. And the, the way the cat walked, missing a leg, reminded me of Terry Fox running. So I was like, I wanted to call him Fox because of Terry Fox. I don't like the name Terry, so I went with Fox. And so this is very much, I guess, I played the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon too much as a child. <laughs> as a as a teen and stuff too, uh, that, uh, this is just, I'll blame it on that. This is why my mind is so weird about connecting dots. But, uh, I went Terry Fox and I said, well, Fox, I like the name Fox, but I love the episode. My favorite episode of always Sunday in Philadelphia is got the junkyard cat by the name of agent Jack Bauer. I've never watched 24, so I can't say I'm really a fan of it. Maybe I would be. I just never, it, I, I never got into it. It was, it passed me by that one. But I, I love the fact that they called him Agent Jack Bauer. And just that episode is always sunny. It's just so fucking hilarious that they go to the junkyard and the guy working the junkyard and they ask him like, hey, you got a junkyard dog? We want, we need a junkyard dog to like protect our barn. And he's like, I ain't got a dog. You got a cat. <laughs> But uh, so they end up buying the cat, this junkyard cat, this real mangy fucking cat. They call him Agent Jack Bauer, which I just love for whatever reason, calling a cat Agent whatever. And then I was like, well, Terry Fox, Fox Mulder. I love me some X-Files. And it would be really cool to just call him Agent Mulder. So I call him, you know, some kind of variation of Agent Mulder, Fox Mulder, Agent Fox Mulder. I don't call him Spooky yet. Maybe I could call him Spooky. Spooky Mulder. Maybe when he goes to attack me, spooky, no. <laughs> he does try to bite me a lot. Spooky, no. Um, <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, we are one week away from five hundred, the 500th episode and 10 years of the Slapbox podcast and corned beef and cabbage like a mofo blues game and tool show. I should have at least a couple of things to talk about next podcast. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully I, you know, get a refresher on what happened the last 10 years. Try to remember stuff that I haven't blacked out and uh and all that stuff. So, yeah, hopefully hopefully I get Shelly on for the next one. We'll see what happens. Um it's going to be uh, hopefully a fun week. And uh as always that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.